Have you ever had a moment or had a morning or had a day where it seems like all of your prayers are being hindered? What if I were to tell you that it's something to do with the atmosphere? We're going to learn how to change it next on Consuming Fire Network. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God for everybody tuning in. This is your host, Bryson Ricardo Butler. Thank you for tuning in to Consuming Fire Network, where the fire of God is consuming God's people. So on today, uh, yes, I don't know if you've ever had, like today, this morning, I had an issue where I was, I woke up and I was praying and I was praying, but it seemed like I don't know, there was such a heaviness and something was blocking my prayer. Uh, and what I had to do was not only just push my way through, I had to change the atmosphere all together. So that's what I want to talk about today uh, on today's episode, changing the atmosphere, changing the atmosphere. Now, as my example, um, I don't know about you. I, I love alien movies. Uh, I, I know nowadays some of them are kind of so-so, but I used to love, I mean, like The Arrival, uh, Aliens, War of Worlds. But one of my favorite alien movies that people really don't consider uh, to be in the category of alien movies is Man of Steel, which, which of course is uh, uh, the newest movie with Superman. Uh, but if you think about it, and if you watched it, it's a movie about aliens. I mean, you got Superman, he's from Krypton, and you got three other Kryptonians that came over and, and tried to take over. Uh, one common thread though, uh, that you notice in a lot of alien movies is that uh, a lot of them, especially in Man of Steel, they had what they called a world engine. And different movies call it different devices, but basically what it is is called terraforming. Uh, terraforming, of course, is a theoretical uh, idea where it's a machine that will go to another planet and it'll dig into that planet's soul or get to the core or what have you, but it's designed to change that planet's atmosphere to match the atmosphere of the one that's from a different planet. So like in Man of Steel, you got all these Kryptonians, they had all these world engines, Superman had to destroy them, and they were designed, they were these big, huge engines designed to change the atmosphere because they, they came to Earth, and they were like, this is, a, this is a nice place. I mean, they got spaghetti, they got, all kinds of, they got all kinds of stuff that we love, but one thing is I need the atmosphere to change. So they had these world engines and it was designed to change Earth's atmosphere into Krypton's atmosphere. And like I said, in a lot of alien movies, you'll see uh, different different machines uh, do this uh, similar function, just called different names. But I was praying this morning and he brought this to my, God, God brought this to my remembrance to, to not let us forget that we ourselves, the Bible refers to us as aliens, we're referred to as strangers. We're referred to as as pilgrims, pilgrims passing through, and that we're strangers in a strange land. So not that we're like big bestial with horns and tail aliens, just meaning that we are not from here. And that's one part, that's one important part of changing the atmosphere. First of all, to bring in remembrance, we're not from here. 
So sometimes I need to change this atmosphere because this atmosphere that I'm living in isn't the same as the atmosphere that I'm used to. So I need to bring the atmosphere of heavenly places to this atmosphere of this earth realm in order to get what I need to get my breakthrough in order for my crops to grow, in order for my fruits to grow. So what I want to show you is, again, dealing with uh, changing the atmosphere. If you would turn first with me to Exodus chapter 18. Exodus chapter 18. And it reads, starting at verse 1, When Jethro, the priest of Midian, of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard of all that God had done for Moses and for Israel, his people, and the Lord had brought Israel... And that the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took Zephora, Moses' wife, and he had sent her back. And her two sons, of which the name of the one was Gershom, for he said, I had been an alien, an alien, an alien in a strange land. Now, hold that thought. Uh, I'm going to build upon it. If you turn with me to Hebrews Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews 11, starting at verse 13, and it reads, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth, strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Y'all, we are not from here. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country that is in heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. Again, changing the atmosphere, the, the first, the, the, one of the most important weapons in changing our atmosphere, one of the most important tools that we have is just getting in the mindset that we're not from here. So I know there's a lot of things going on in the news, going on on social media. There's a lot of things going on in pop, in pop culture. And we feel in our flesh like I need to be a part of this and I need to be a part of that. I need to have what that person has. And if I don't drive what that person's driving, then I'm unsuccessful. But if I get in the mindset that I am an alien, a stranger, and a pilgrim, that I'm not even from here, that will go a long way of changing our atmosphere. Before we change our atmosphere, we have to change change our mindset y'all this, this this is this what we're in this flesh suit this house that we're in this these cars that we drive the the the, the employees that employ us is all temporary I don't care how many uh, stocks you have in your portfolio. I don't care how many degrees you have on your wall. I don't care the amount of wealth that you've amassed during this lifetime. It's all going to pass away. We are aliens, strangers, and pilgrims passing through. Now, and I wanted to further this because, again, going back to Hebrews 11, if you look back at the 13th verse, it says, and confess that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Now that word stranger, uh, if you look it up in the Greek, comes from the word xenos. I believe it's X-E-N-O-S, xenos. Now, xenos means a stranger. 
And it also, literally, if you look it up in the Greek, it means the word alien. But again, not really the outer space alien with UFOs and green skin and have mind control powers. No, it just means a person, a, 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 a group of people that are in a land. One, please look this up in the Greek because it goes real deep. It means a group of people that are in a land that one, they have no knowledge of. And two, they have no share or stock in. So as aliens and strangers and pilgrims, we are in a land because we're from heavenly places. We're not from here. We did not originate on earth. We're from heavenly places. It's saying that we are aliens here. We're strangers here. We're pilgrims here in a land that we have no knowledge of or we shouldn't have any knowledge of. Because once we gave our life to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we should no longer have a knowledge of the atmosphere of this world. We should no longer have a knowledge of saying, yes, we do commit sin. That's what that's what grace is for but to habitually go back into it and, and, and include ourselves in that atmosphere as strangers and pilgrims passing through we should not engage in and again the second uh the, the third definition of that word xenos in the greek is a group of people that are in a land that have no stock in it they have no share in it even even god said he said don't put your treasures here on earth put them in heaven why? Because if I put stock in this atmosphere that I'm not even from, when I pass away and I go to my home, I'll have nothing there. He said, when you get worried, when you when you get frustrated, when you're when anxiety and that spirit of anxiety tries to kick in, just remember, I don't have any share. I don't have any stock in this earthen realm. I'm here for heavenly places. That's my home so again in, in the book of hebrews in the book of exodus they're letting us know that we are not from here now being that we're not from here i i, I am here i'm not from here Again, in Hebrews, it says we are going to a land. We're going back to a kingdom and even a better kingdom because this even the heavenly place that we came from is going to pass away. He's got a new heaven. If you look at the book of Revelation, he's got a new heaven, new Jerusalem coming down from from God himself that we have to look forward to. But while we're here, we need some crops. We need some food. We, we need some things from that heavenly realm to come into our natural realm. But how do we get it there? Again, if you look at those alien movies, if you look at a man of steel, they had a problem. The, the Kryptonians that came from Krypton, they like Earth and the cars are cool and I like these buildings. I like the, the architecture and, and the structural uh, the things of, of this world. But they had a problem because there's there's food on Krypton that I want here. But the atmosphere here is not conducive to grow it. There's fruits on Krypton that I, that I want here. But in order for it to get here, I need to change the atmosphere. Like for example, we can look at it in our natural uh, example. Look at oranges. I'm in North Carolina. Whenever we get oranges from the grocery store, they usually either come from Florida or California. Why can't we grow any oranges here in North Carolina? Because an orange, it needs a specific type of atmosphere. See, in Florida and California, it's, it's a very stable, it's a very uh, stable type of heat and moisture where the heat stays hot most of the year. See, in North Carolina, I mean, look at a few months back, 
it was 80 degrees one day in February, the next two days it started snowing and hailing. That's, that, that's not a sustainable atmosphere to grow an orange. An orange is a type of fruit that needs a sustainable atmosphere to stay consistent. Could it be that I'm trying to grow some crops and I'm trying to grow a ministry and I'm trying to come, come forth with employment in the spirit and I'm trying to bring it forth, but the atmosphere that I have in myself is unstable. Could it be that in my own life, I've allowed it to be sunshine on one day and snow and hail on the next? That's why we need to change our atmosphere. Our atmosphere needs to be stable in order to sustain what God has for us. Before that miracle comes forth, it needs an atmosphere to grow in. Hallelujah. Before, I know I'm speaking to a lot of young entrepreneurs. Before that vision comes to fruition, before it comes to pass, it needs a stable atmosphere to sustain it. So that was that was the problem in Man of Steel. They, they were like, man, I, I know when I bring back a, a whole race or people to this earth, they're going to be missing this and that and there's certain foods or certain fruits. We need an atmosphere to be able to grow it. So I need a machine. I need an apparatus in order to change the atmosphere in order for these fruits to grow. And that's where I want to go next because there are some spiritual fruits that will not grow in a natural, in this earthly atmosphere. If you go with me to Galatians 5 and 22. Galatians 5 and 22, talking about, we again, we need to grow these fruits. These are the fruits of the Spirit. What kind of fruits should we be growing? Even though we're aliens and strangers and pilgrims, what kind of fruits should we be growing? Galatians 5, 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. So I'm giving these nine fruits. And the thing is, these nine fruits will not grow in the atmosphere of this world. If I get on YouTube or if I get on Facebook and look at fight videos all day or look at debate videos all day or look at this celebrity is wearing this makeup all day or look at uh, this movie star has this car all day and this boat and this yacht. If I look at it all day, my atmosphere is no longer conducive to producing the fruit that Galatians 5 and 22 says I should be producing. Could it be that I need a world machine that I need uh, uh, I need to terraform my atmosphere because even though I'm here on earth I'm an alien uh, a stranger and a pilgrim passing through so while I'm here I need to change the atmosphere to be conducive to producing the fruit that Galatians 5 and 22 said I should be producing because look at it look at it these fruits that it's mentioning if you read them they are not natural to this world so I need another atmosphere in order to grow them. Because look at it. Love. That's not natural in this world. We love to show a form of love where if people love me, I will show love to you. But the Bible, Jesus Christ himself said, that's not true love. Love is when your enemy spits in your face and you love them anyway and you bless them. That's true love. That's not natural in this world. So if it doesn't grow naturally in this world, I need to make uh, I need to make my atmosphere conducive to produce this fruit because it's not going to grow naturally in this atmosphere. Joy, peace, long suffering, patience—something as simple as patience. 
It is not natural because we're all born into sin, shaped in iniquity. It is not natural to have patience. It's not natural. That fruit does not grow here naturally. We need to bring forth an atmosphere in order for that fruit to not only produce, but to reproduce after its own kind. Not only that, I mean, we have goodness, faith, meekness, tempers. And why do you keep saying that this is not natural? If you go back up into Galatians uh, chapter 5, it'll show you what is natural in this world system. This is what's natural. Adultery. If you look at verse 19, it says, now the works of the flesh are manifest. These are the, the fruits of the world, the fruits of the flesh. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, uh, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such the like. That, that is what naturally grows in this earth atmosphere. But that is not going to be conducive to the fruit that the Spirit said I should be producing. So in order to produce the fruit in Galatians 5.22, the fruits of the spirit, I need to change my atmosphere. Now, how do you do that? I mean, you've been talking about we need to do this and need to do that. How do you do it? Well, I'm glad you asked. First, we need, if you haven't already, give your life to Jesus Christ. He died for our sins. I mean, he's the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords over all the realms, over all the earths. No matter what planet you can look up, no matter what atmosphere, whether it's natural or supernatural, he is the King of Kings. I mean, he has a throne above the maintenance powers throne. I mean, he is the King of Kings. And not only that, he died for our sins. So in order to, first of all, reconnect to your heritage, where you're really from, heavenly places, you need to give your life to Jesus Christ, who is the King of that realm. Amen. Our next step, of course, would be to be baptized, to be uh, baptized. That is a form uh, is it, showing it's a symbol of showing God that I'm dead to my old self. And when you rise up from baptism, once you submerge in that water and rise back up, it's showing him that I've risen again, a new creature. All things have passed away. Uh, all things are made brand new. Then after that, to change your atmosphere, we need to be baptized in the spirit. To be baptized in the spirit because Jesus Christ is now in heavenly places, but he left us a comforter. He left us a teacher. He left us a counselor, which is the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to show us how to operate in our former atmosphere, because this atmosphere will lead you to believe that this is the best we got. This is the, the best we can do in this atmosphere. The best we, you can even hope for fornications, uh, adultery, uncleanness, uh, adultery. Which, that's the best that you can ever hope for. Just keep your head down and wish for the best. But the Holy Spirit is saying there's another atmosphere and you can bring it into this atmosphere. And he will show you how to do it through prayer, through fasting. Get your mind in this word. Eat this word. It is your daily bread. Eat it day and night. It'll bring forth another atmosphere. Not only that, like this morning, again, I, I gave this example at the beginning, but this is what brought me to this state. This morning, I was walking around my house and I was praying in my English language and it felt like none of my prayers were, it felt like such a heaviness, like something was just smacking down my prayers and it was blocking everything I was saying. Then I switched to my heavenly language. I started speaking in tongues. 
And my flesh, after five minutes, was saying, stop it. It's not working. What are you doing? After about 10 minutes, still, my flesh was saying, it's not making a difference. What are you doing? But about the 15-minute, 20-minute mark, as I started, as I kept going into my heavenly language, I felt the atmosphere literally shift around. It felt like gears and a watch or, or something like that. And it was literally changing the atmosphere. And I felt that the spirit of heaviness switched over to the, to the, the heaviness of the, the glory of God. The heaviness shifted. It was a heaviness that was of, of this world, of the world's atmosphere. It switched over to the heaviness of a heavenly atmosphere. And it changed. Now, now it was conducive to speak into the atmosphere, to, to lay down this seed, to lay down these crops in order to grow the fruit of the spirit that the Bible said I should have. So for those of you that don't have that heavenly language, ask the Holy Spirit, ask the Holy Spirit. Well, I know some of you may be like, and it, it took me a little while. I wasn't just baptizing. I, I actually had to keep praying for the gift of tongues. I praise God for it. So I don't know. Some may be like, well, why do I need it? Why not? Bible says you can have it because when you start speaking in tongues, it's not speaking with your mind. It's speaking through the Holy Spirit. It's a, it's a perfect prayer unto the Father. So when your atmosphere is, is conducive to what the world wants in your spirit, it can change it just like that because you're no longer speaking with your mind. You're speaking with the Spirit of God himself. So it's God speaking to the atmosphere of God and you know that the atmosphere is going to be conducive. It will change when it hears God speak. Hallelujah. So on today, changing your atmosphere. Just remember, we're not from here. But even though we're not from here, there's certain things that are from our home territory, which is heavenly places that we need in order to sustain us here. We need the fruit of the spirit to sustain us. We need the word of God to, to, to sustain our spirit man here on this earth realm. I praise God for everybody tuning in. Again, this is Bryson Ricardo Butler signing off with Consuming Fire Network. Uh, if you know anybody that needs that atmosphere change, just please like and uh, subscribe to this channel. Share it with everybody that you know that needs it. Uh, replay it again uh, just to get your mindset uh, to be conducive to the atmosphere that God wants you to have in order to grow the fruit and to grow the fruits that he knows that you should have in your life. Until next time, God bless.